Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. As always, man, I thank everybody, you know, for sharing, for subscribing, for showing love, for all the support. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate you. You know, it's uplifting. It's empowering. It's motivating because, um, you know, if it wasn't for y'all, man, I'd have been folded up shop, man. Nah, I'm just bullshitting. I love what I do. But listen, what I wanted to say, though, is uh, I hope everybody had a, 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 you know, a good Easter. I had a great Easter. I uh, spent the day, you know, with my grandson, had a little Easter egg hunt. And, uh, you know, ate, ate well with the family, had a really good time. Uh, the sun was out. Uh, and I, I ain't gonna lie, like ever since the sun been out, man, like I just, it, it feel like it just replenished me, re-energized me, you know? So I got like a whole new motivation coming, man. But I didn't get a di- chance to make it to opening day. So if you made it down there, I hope you guys had a blast. Uh, one of these days I'm gonna have to make it. I haven't been down there yet for one yet. So um, definitely want to experience that. Hopefully by next year, I'll be able to make it down and have a blast. But I heard all about it. Everything was on Facebook, uh, on the news, and it just looked like such a good time, man. But, uh, you know, the sun's shining, you know what I'm saying? And the weather's getting good. And I'm sure that, you know, everybody's spirit getting revised, everybody getting energized and feeling good and rolling the windows down and getting the car washed and, you know, doing all the spring cleaning, all that good stuff, man. I just, uh, I also know that the reality of things is being from cities like, you know, urban cities from like we're from, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, when the sun comes out, you know, everybody bring the guns out too. So I'm just asking that everybody be safe you know what i'm saying and let's you know let's treat everybody with love some kindness some respect and some appreciation that way we don't have to go to so many funerals this year man Mm. but got a special guest here today uh i actually uh got to know him and got connected to him uh through my boy by shout out to my guy uh by at legendary barber lounge but uh this brother got a good uh, story to share we got a lot of knowledge to kick man i appreciate you guys for tuning in this is my man alante mills what's up with you brother brother? man welcome to the el nino podcast man happy to have you bro for sure my God, me, man. I'll be watching from the uh, phone, man. So <laughs> it's good to see. It's uh, this dope, man. Thank yeah, y'all it's, for having it's me. a whole different experience yeah. once you get here, huh? Definitely. I'm like, okay, this this is where it's at, right? Yeah, yeah I like yeah, this, no man. Thought about it, man. You know, welcome, man. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah. So let the people know a little bit about yourself, man. Who you uh, are, where you're from, what it is, and what it ain't. Man, well, my name is uh, my friends. Everybody call me Elante. Uh, my real name is Donovan, but. Uh, Elante, my middle name, everybody just, that's what they call me, man. They call me Elante. Uh, I'm from Southwest Detroit, uh, born and raised, uh, down in Fort Street. Uh, that's where my family from, Harper's, River Rouge, E-Course, that's... Riverside, boy. That's where we reside from. Um, P Street. <laughs> man, good times over there. <laughs> uh, man, just, uh, I don't know, man, just a, a man finding his way through life, man, just... Grew up one way, now I'm living a different way. Yeah, yeah. No so, doubt about it, man. man. I feel you, brother. I got to compliment the t-shirt, man. I yeah. love it, man. Hey, God yours is too. the greatest. 
And uh, yeah, shout out to the Kingsmen. Shout out to Eric Washington, man. Much love to you. It was great having you in town, giving you a tour to DHDC. Mm. Much love to you. I salute you. I love the work that you're doing, man. And we're gonna keep on building. And uh, you know, I, I you know, to all my King brothers out there, man. I don't want y'all to think I'm out here false flagging because I am not a Latin King. But you know, much love to everybody, man. You know, but I got to represent for the Kingsmen for sure, mm. man. But um, I love it, you know. And then it's like we yeah. we doing the whole gold and black thing. Yeah, man. You know what I'm this, we I, it I today, threw this. Baby. Yeah, man. This my this my uh, my Sam my slogan. Yo, God is the greatest. I put on everything. People like what? This my I've been on it for like maybe three years now, man. So. Uh, man, with God, I feel like a champion, boy. I do. Every day, I feel like a champion. You know what I mean? I do. It changed my life. I was. I really started this uh, when I was homeless. Mm-hmm. So um, it just came to me one night, and I was like, "Man, I got to figure out how to get through this." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Man, you know what, God? If I can lean on God, I'll be all right." And it's probably like God is the greatest. Like, man, I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt one day, and I just happened, and somebody did it for me. I just happened to bring it to life. So why not wear it here? So hell yeah, I'm glad you did, brother, because that's a hell of a statement that you making, yeah, man. man. You know, uh, you know, Mexicans. We got a saying. It says, "Con Dios todo, sin Dios nada." It means with God everything, mm. without God nothing. Mm. You know, what I mean, it's powerful. So uh, you know, I love it. I was very, you know, when I seen it, dog, it was talking to me. You okay. know what I'm saying? I'm a very spiritual man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, uh, you know, I acknowledge that higher power, bro. Yeah, and man, I know what it do for you, you know? That's why I'm here today. Man, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get Shit. you through some storms, man. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker been through the trenches, dog. <laughs> and, and and so many times I wasn't supposed to be here, you know? Man. But I am. So, you know, all glory to God for that, man. Definitely. Yeah. So, you, you grew up in Rouge. I didn't know I, that. Yeah, yeah I grew up in Rouge, man. I graduated from River Rouge High School. Uh, Did you? Damn, yeah, man. I, I, I lived on what they called the white side. You okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was on the other side of the bridge. You know, my um, my grandmother is Mexican and Indian. Her name okay. Maria Harper. You know a lot of my people. I didn't know that. We we oh, go yeah, we gotta tap are, in later. You know a lot of you related to House? Yeah, House, that's my what? uncle. Yeah. What what well, he ain't my uncle, he my cousin. I always he older than me, so I always yeah. called him my uncle. Out of respect. Yeah, but that's uncle, but he yeah. really he my cousin, his dad, my uncle, yeah, my great my uncle. Guy, man. Yeah, that's my yeah, so I gotta my yeah. my roots deep out there. You know, I just we don't be out there as much as I need to be, but you know, yeah. I grew up a little bit, got a family. I'm on that, but yeah, man, See, that's my people. Yeah, that's, that's my yeah, that's where I Riverside boy, you was a Panther. Yeah, oh, definitely, man. My guy. So I went to the old, uh, the old Rouge High. Okay, you know, before it, before everybody made, made it nice. Anna, yeah. Okay. And then when they built the new one, they wouldn't let me in that one. Ah. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let it, me in that one. Yeah, when they know? started winning, they wouldn't let us in either. I said, oh, y'all want to win? Now we can't get in free now. <laughs> wow. So what did you do? Like, what kind of sports and shit did you play? Uh, man, I. I I did track and field there, uh, okay. football. Crazy as a sign, man. I played tennis. Tennis too. I played huh? tennis. They had Rouge just had a, a lot of options at that time, and okay. uh, so I played tennis there. Um, I threw a shot put this. I ran thirty two hundred. Um, but football, I played basketball too. But really, football was it for me. I okay. That's my that's my personal baby. Who got you off into that? Man, my my pops did. Okay. It, it really was a punishment, <laughs> to be honest with you. My grades was kind of messed up when i was younger he was like man if you don't get your life together you know i'm I just had you gonna play ball get you some organization I'm like man i ain't really trying to play no football but i end up falling in love with the game yeah so it's i've been locked in with football since i man like 10 years old 
And what about like the the training, the discipline, the exercise, the you know the strategy? Like you know what I'm saying? Like what it does, like how it molds you, and how you can l- and take them lessons that you learn and simply for football yeah. and apply it to your own personal life. Man, I heard this um, quote uh, from Ike Johnson saying, "Who you are as a football player." Uh, no, who you are as a man will always outweigh who you are as a football player. But who you are as a football player will show you what type of man you're going to be. That's cold. I like that. So when he said that, I really kind of connected with it. And football, for me, it, it really taught me more than just like life lessons. Because my first practice, I didn't even know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. People was just knocking me down, knocking me down. I'm thinking they doing it because they don't like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I th- I'm thinking they, they being too hard, but they really was building me up. They was building up my mental toughness. They was building me up to learn how to take the stress, learn that, you know, we had a time where coaches was yelling at you, cussing at you, mm-hmm. making you run laps, you know, way more than what they do now. So it was teaching me more. And it, and I wasn't even playing Little League in so Rouge yet. You discipline. Yeah, oh, was discipline was all the way there. you accountability. Man, I was trying to tighten up them grades so quick to get off the team, man. <laughs> But I end up staying. I, you know, I really I was playing football because I was on punishment. Damn, <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. why. Yeah, my pops was like, "You gonna play ball? That's your punishment." I didn't want to do nothing. And then it's crazy to turn suffering into success. Something Man. that was supposed to hurt you or teach you. You know, it 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 did what it was supposed to do. It did. It did do what it was supposed to. I'm, I'm still balling out, so mm-hmm. I'm still Damn, sticking to it. Yeah, I'm still. What balling position right you play? Uh, right now, I'm playing guard. Uh, so I'm a little. I'm bigger than what I was. So I'm playing. I moved to the inside interior. So okay. I'm playing guard, but I normally play tackle. So. Once I drop a couple pounds, I'll probably go back to tackle. So is this what you do for recreation? Is this what you do like for career wise or like And a little bit of both. So um I play semi pro here in um Detroit area for the Michigan Gators. Okay. Um so that season's getting ready to kick off in a couple of weeks, but also play for um I play professionally with the AFE USA team. Um we travel all around the world. I mean Damn, that's dope. Yeah. <clears throat> we play all around the world. Um We've been to Mexico several times. We played the national team. We actually in October we just got back. We played um, two national teams okay. out there in Mexico. And uh, how'd you, you guys do out there, man? You know what? We went two on one. It was a tournament, the first time a football tournament. Okay. And we went two on one. Um, we uh, the other team went two. We lost once to them. They lost once to us. It was only three teams. Two okay. teams dropped out, but uh, it was pretty good. That was our my first time experiencing a real loss. So we didn't really get to bring home the gold, but um, you know it still was a good experience. They was just so nice to us out there, man. They was just so happy, like they had some good hospitality. Yeah, oh there. man, what the food was? The, some of the best street food I ever ate Damn, in my life, for real, man. And I ain't know nothing nobody was talking about, but <laughs> they was just like eat here. I'm like, all right, and it was some. I mean, I, I swear to God, bro, some of the best tacos, and they ain't put no cheese on their tacos out there. What? Yeah, oh, okay. and it was yeah. some of the best tacos. Well, they I really don't, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's I, more of an Americanized. Man, I thing, ain't know that. You know? Yeah, and they was like, no, nah, eat it like this. He, yeah. I didn't even know what the meat was. He just, just eat it, Poppy. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and I, they did, man. Smash. I, yeah, so it was dope, man. You like avocados? No, nah, but I just ate it though. So <laughs> it's straight. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. My wife gave me a hard time because I've been like, I ain't eat no avocado, but it, I'm like, oh, it don't really taste like nothing. So for all my guests, you know, that come here, 
you know, on my show and whoever they come with them. Uh-huh. I always treat them to, uh, you know, BJ's Brew House mm-hmm. every Monday. Their pizzas are half off. So I get these California Tavern Cup pizzas mm-hmm. and they come with chicken, avocado. Like they're very, very good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're not like, you know, it's a tavern cut. It's like a almost like a fried pita bread type deal. Yeah. But it is very good. So if you ever get a chance, go to BJ's Brew House, get you a California Tavern Cup pizza. And if you go there on a Monday, you'll get a half off. But it's very delicious. And any, everybody that comes here, they love it. Yeah, so, I, I'll know. be going. I'm, I'm going to make a trip out there. The, <laughs> next, the first promotion is on me, BJ's. The next one you're going to have to pay for, Yo. just so you know. That's facts right there. Yeah, yep. it, it, it was fire. I ain't going to hold you up. The wings was hit. Oh, man, the pepper bar. That's the first time I've had them, actually. Oh, okay. And they were delicious. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and go do this. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it, bro. I, I like that. Yeah. So um, what kind of upbringing did you have? Did you, uh, you got siblings? Yeah, man. Were uh, you raised with both your parents? Or what was life like growing up for you uh, in Rouge, bro? Uh, so for did a you ever bit. used to go to Pewaulk Park? And, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that, man. I, okay. went to, I went to Brunch Elementary School, man. Oh, okay. I was, man, right. I, uh, you know, my family, I got my family, like I said, they deep rooted down river. Yeah. Um, so uh, we moved to, we left Rouge and um, we was living in E-Course on 10th Street okay. for a long time. But um, man, I had my mom and dad in my life probably up to like same time to the third grade. Okay. Um, I got two brothers. Nah, I'm, I always call my my man. That's We've been friends since we was a kid. But mm-hmm. I got uh, one brother, one sister. Um, they're my babies though, man. And, they're younger uh, than you? Yeah, they're younger than me. Not by that much. My little brother, he about 10 years younger than me. Okay. My sister, four years younger than me. All right. Um, so, you know, we grew up a little rough. Man, I'm 33. Okay. Yeah, right. so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, life was good for the moment when my mom and dad was together. Mm. And that divorce hit, man, that's when that reality set in. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, no doubt about it, man. That, that yeah. always impacts the kids, I think, more than anybody. Yeah, and, you know, we was at a time in life where it wasn't spoken about. You know, people wasn't talking about going to therapy and putting your emotions out there and being mm-hmm. able to process that. So it was just like... We was it, it was almost like we was balling, and then we like now we in a shack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm fighting roaches for, for my meal, or you know what I'm saying? This I yeah. I, I can't put my clothes in certain areas. You know, so it went from, and when that hit like that, it put me in a different mind frame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, struggle, dog. Struggle will definitely put you in a different mind frame, Facts. you know, and, and they start talking to you about that only the strong survive and yeah. by all means necessary type of talk, you know, yeah. like that. When you're in the tr- trenches and you're going through the struggle, mm. that's that's your motivation. That is. Get it how you live. You got to. By all means necessary. Man. Only the strong survive. Yeah, man. And, and so your interpretation of all that growing up is... It's- you know, it, it was there. Yeah, and, and I always tell people like, I was born, I was born dead, and, and I and I don't mean that in a physical sense, but man, when I came out in '89, by '91, I was already in the hospital, fighting for my life. Um, I don't know if you remember this. You you uttered me, so maybe you will remember it. But uh, in '89, no '91 at Cobo Hall. Um, I actually uh, remember they used to have the inside carnivals back in the day at Cobble Hall. Okay, yeah. Um, I was that kid that got stuck on the escalator. My hands, um, I lost four fingers in the escalator. Damn, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, I lost four fingers in the escalator, man. So uh, it like I I had already. Holy I was already thinking like, man, life already started off bad rough yeah so i already was in a mindset i can only go up from here mm-hmm. life it can only get better from here 
So, and you know, so that's always been. And and, I, and you was only you was a child. Yeah, I was a baby. Yeah, I, I just came out. Man, I was damn. I was bro. two, three years old when I happened. Damn, that's crazy, yeah. bro. I was with uh, I was with House and his sister. Holy shit! Yeah, damn. yeah. So yeah, that's and that's why we so close. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, man, I came out and it was it was rough, man. Especially being a kid, man. You, you know. Kids Can I see? Cool. Do you mind if I oh, see? No, 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 it's all good, bro. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so how did that happen? Can man, show, I mean, you yeah. Know, so I'll show yeah. y'all, man. So, uh, like I said, man. Um, what the news report says, I'm just go. My aunt told me. So the escalator it was a escalator, a down escalator, and apparently I broke free from him, and I tried to go up the down escalator. So when I tried to go up, I fell. Shoelaces got caught. Your first thing, my first thing I did was try to reach for the shoelaces. And as the stairs are climbing back under, my fingers got caught. Oh, but man. The, but see, I went all too. But then I also had to go all again because it's the way God worked. Because look at my hands, bro. Look how even mm-hmm. though I'm missing fingers, he proportioned it in such a way that I was still it able to work. I still was able to work. I mean, there's a few things that I can't do, but it ain't. It's nothing that was on big on my list anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, no you know, it, um, I can't play the violin, but I didn't want to play the violin. Yeah. I mean, I did for one point when I was a kid. But for what, real? You yeah, I did. That's At crazy. one point, man, I wanted yeah. to play the violin, but they was like, you'll never be able to play it. And I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to, you know, try to figure out what else I like. But, um, you know, it never fazed me. It was the fact that at least I tried for me. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it started, man. Life was, as a kid, man, it was, I got bullied a lot, bro. Um, because of that? Oh, yeah, because of my hands, man. Wow, kids was for real. Yeah, yeah. kids are cruel, dog. But it, I wonder how yeah. kids learn how to be so damn cruel, bro. You know what I I'm don't saying? know, man. But the names was so crazy that I made them seem like I was crazy. Because mm-hmm. they was coming at me so hard, I started embracing it. So mm-hmm. then when I started making fun of myself, now I look crazy. I, wow. um, when I was in high school, I got a shirt made said Four Finger Wonder. Slap, <laughs> slap that boy on the shirt. Now what? What's up now? Yeah, it's here. Yeah, you can't you can't hurt yeah. me. Yeah, you know what you I'm saying. Embraced it. Yeah, so they were looking at me crazy, and I was in high school doing this. And you know what I'm saying? They like that's crazy. You doing that? But man, what else was I gonna that's do? So strength, bro. Yeah, you that's know accepting you, your yeah. situation, everything in its entirety, bro. Embracing it and moving, f- running with it. Man, you know I what I mean? Because it was a um, you know you I, took the power man, away bro. from him. I had you know to. what I'm saying? Because when you got them kind of insecurities, you know, kids, man, they 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 don't forgive for shit. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They get on your ass, you know. Especially what I mean? at that time in life. And 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 you took all their power. They couldn't say nothing no more. Cause you know what I'm saying? It, it, you embraced it. I'm acknowledging it. This is what it is, and I'm still rocking. Man. Have you ever gotten any fights over it? Oh man. Shit, this is no, you don't rock them, sock them to come. Listen, this is the only thing I used to really get in the fights about, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I was a chubby kid, but ain't nobody never, you know, everybody was chubby at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it wasn't yeah. like now with the, you know, the laws, like you can't, you know, they don't put the snacks in school. Everybody was yeah. fat back then. So, yeah. you know, but it mostly most of my fights came from uh, people making fun of my hands. Mm-hmm. Me not knowing how to control that anger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just me not thinking how ignorant they are because mm-hmm. they don't even know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People used to say some cruel stuff, man. I, I tried to take my life um, before, man, because it was wow, it was so rough, man. Like as I a, know, man. as a Damn. kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I'm glad. I'm, I, yeah, That's I'm deep. glad it didn't go through. But um, 
Me too. Yeah, you know, I I, I tried to I tried to go. You know, as a I was in the fourth grade. I, I took a half a bottle of Tylenol. I wrote my mom a letter. I ain't gonna hold you up. I was pissed the fuck off when I woke up though, because it was it was that painful, you know. So, yeah. but it's like once I stepped over that, like I had a kind of like a conversation with myself. Once I got over that, I kind of I'm not gonna say I became a villain, but I really embraced who I was at a young age, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't let this beat me. You know what I'm saying? Like this mm-hmm. can't. I know, I just know it got to be more. Man, you became resentful, dog, than a mug, bro. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you go that far, you feel like, I know, bro. Yeah, so. It, me, I feel you. Yeah, so it was, you know what I'm saying? I, it, it's the type of pain you don't want to feel, but once you experience it, mm-hmm. you know what to do with it. And, you know, so just past trauma um, as a kid, just learning how to control my anger. But that's Who where football. Who taught you that? Who is that what football, football was teaching taught me that. you? Self-control, yeah. mental control, emotional control, all that type of football stuff? Football taught me that. Nobody, you know, like I said, my mom and dad ended up getting divorced. I was young. So what was your relationship with after that? Like, you it, just, it went did, to shit, man. It, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, yeah. it was there at first, mm. you know, just leaving. In the beginning, yeah. In the beginning, but then, you know, it, you know, not for years I ain't seen. For yeah. years, you know, year, and, I, and I mean even as an adult. So... You know, but being able to process it now, going through my emotional intelligence, I, I went and got a therapist. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I let everybody know ain't nothing wrong with talking to no therapist, man. It's oh, yeah. I think you should you should do that. Find somebody that you can talk to in confidence, and um, you know, getting through that it it really helped me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how my life would have been if he was here, <clears throat> but him not being around put me. It made me step harder. So. Man, I I was nine years old, bro, the first time I wanted to commit suicide. Mm. And um, I got one of them knives, dog, and I mm. was just going to, like, slice my throat or slice my wrist. Yeah. I, you know, at nine years old, it's like, damn, how does a kid be under so much distress that they want to yeah. kill themselves? And uh, at the time, I was going through some counseling. My mind had me going to counseling at a young age because mm. I was just dealing with so much different shit that was going on around me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, and I told my counselor, like, man, I want to, you know, I want to kill myself, man. Mm-hmm. Man, they uh, they had an, a place called Aurora Hospital. Yeah, I it remember was, that. It was, uh, it was a place where they put, um, you know, kids, you know, for, you know, it's a it's a, like a psych ward for, yeah. for kids. And uh, I went there, man, for like six months, you know, because uh-huh. I had told my counselor I wanted to kill myself. And uh, they put me in there, bro. And then it was like... I'm not going to tell I'm, nobody I else. I was at 9, 10 years old. Yeah, and that's yeah. how I felt. Like, yeah. I ain't never going to say that shit again. But since I was 9, 10 years old, I've been in institutions. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, becoming institutionalized at such a young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they ran that shit like a little psych ward, yeah. bro. And then, you know, at 15, going to juvenile. And then at a, as an adult, going to prison yeah. for 17 years. Like... When I look back, I'm like, damn, bro. And But even just as a child, like, we ain't even get the privilege to enjoy childhood because we uh-huh. was under so much distress from whatever the situation was to the point where we wanted to kill ourselves yeah. as kids, and man. we weren't able to That's process crazy. this crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. So, that, like, I really be feeling it when I be saying these kids, I be like, man, I wonder what that kid was going through that nobody was seeing the red flags in their life mm-hmm. because it's... You know, now I feel like it's more outlets. Back then, man, that, that outlet really wasn't there like that. So, 
Yeah, and it's funny you said that about the juvenile. I was on the other side of it. Uh, like I've been locked up. I went to jail before being young, stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I was a correction officer for eight years as well. Damn, for real? Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, uh, juvenile detention. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, downtown. What was that like? Uh, that shit was, I ain't going to hold you up. But when I got there, I had that macho man attitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That real by the book type mentality why though why do you think you went in there with that mentality because of the training that's how they train you yeah that's what they that's what they beat into literally bro you have about 15 25 trainings and they eight hours straight of them beating these rules into your head of what they supposed to be doing when it's nothing was about us caring about other people Mm. about what they it was always about this programming that's what they push program 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 and i never really understood it and um, I wanted to change the narrative and I was in it for a long time, um, but I wanted to change that narrative. So mm-hmm. I was able to be a part of this, the change in structure. And, you know, man, we went from before I became a supervisor there, which I was honestly, I'm being, yeah, became a I was honestly then. proud of it. I'm not going to hold you up. I was proud mm-hmm. of it. Um, man, we went from, I mean, fights every day. I mean, fights every day to how, how did you coming in like that? How did the youth respond to you? And they ain't really care for it. Mm-hmm. They they just want it. They want to talk to genuine people, and mm-hmm. and you know they always like you know don't open too much up to them. Don't let them into your life, your personal stuff. And sometimes you gotta you know I had to learn how to let them in the personal stuff without giving them everything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So once I was able to share some of that stuff, I was able to I, I pulled in a little crowd and it just spread like a wildfire. Mm-hmm. And we went from fighting and wrestling to sitting down, talking, processing. How Man, can we? You know tough. what I'm saying? And and it was it was it was beautiful. Like I think I had went like almost two months with no fights, and it was crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We just was we was doing a program, but we I had to put a spin That's on. That's a long time. Two months with no fights. I don't know if you guys That's a long time, bro. In a in a juvenile set, like man, we was fighting. Every All day. the time. We was gang banged out at 14, 15 years old. We was stabbing each other with Man. pencils. My first time in... See, I went to the one on Forest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, that, that was gangland yeah. for, for kids. You know what I'm saying? And we was in that bitch fooling. I went to 6M Murder Block, got jumped the very night that I got that there. I got night, jumped yeah. by the loco boy Crips and the GDs. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was a little warrior. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I went in there. I stood on my shit. I stood on my flag and got wrecked. But I got up <laughs> yeah, and I was up, like, bro. you know what I'm saying? Whatever, dog. You know, I, I see you when I see you. And shit, my first day, they stole my keys. Right off, <laughs> right off me. Yeah. I thought I was gonna get fired. I said, "Oh, is it?" <laughs> I said, "That's it for me." And then at this time, it was 2012. So at that time, fourteen dollars an hour was good money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, gas was a dollar fifty. A gallon oh, of milk, yeah. a gallon of milk was a dollar ten. I'm like, fourteen dollars an hour. This that was good money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I, you know, we I was going in with that mindset, that macho, but mm-hmm. I ain't even need that. You know, being in prison, you know, they the a lot of officers that get recruited into the correctional uh uh um you know facilities are are old military, you know, yeah. people coming home from military and ex cops and cops and also they come in that bitch with that combative mentality, you know? Yeah. And they don't see us as 
civilians. You know what I'm saying? They see yeah, us as, as as enemies. Yeah. Oh, we get treated like property. We ain't shit but livestock yeah. in there. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when you talking about, you know, how the 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 minds of, of military people are mm. programmed, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's savage, bro. It's kill yeah. or be killed. It's kill men, women, and children. Yeah. They're going off in other countries where kids are shooting uh, uh, choppers uh, yeah. at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they got to be in a whole different zone. And then when they don't leave that shit there and they bring it back here, they apply it to, to us as well. And you know what over. I mean? And, uh. And then it, it makes you turn that way too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's a robot. Everybody's numb. Mm. Everything is about, you know, dominant strength, yeah. sizing each other up. You know, it's us against them type shit. Yeah. You know, when you, you bring that military mentality into any type of environment, you, you know? That, that's true. I had a kid twice my size. I'm a big dude. Mm -hmm. He was bigger though. <laughs> but the fact that I was, I never had to put my hands on him. And I could speak to him and he had listened to me mm -hmm. was clarity enough in my head that he going to make it. I'm like, all right, bet if we can do this, we're going to be all right. And that's all it was about. All they, like what I learned is they care about your word. You going to mm -hmm. stand on your word. You going to do what you say you're going to do. Just do it. And the reason and that reason is because. They've been disappointed a lot. Man. They've been lied to. They've been manipulated. They've been misguided. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, you know, it's hard for them to trust an adult. Yeah. Because it's always the, the older brothers, the uncles, the cousins, the adults that they're surrounded with, the male figures mm. who, you know, use them, abuse them, lie to them, you know, cheat, you know, yeah. all, all that type of stuff. And. And that builds trust issues, yeah. even in kids. So they they, they skeptical of adults yeah. anymore and what they say and what they do. And you know what I'm saying? And, and they paying attention if you a man of your word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even if they don't know what integrity is, mm -hmm. they know what they want from it, though. You know what I'm saying? I definitely can feel, I can feel that. I used to, you know, everybody do stuff that they ain't really, you know, supposed to be doing in there. But I took it upon myself. I'm like... If we, if I can just give them more than what they getting in here, then I think we'd be all right. And you know, really for me, it was really talking to my partners at work. That's really how we got it better. Okay. That to be honest with you, like I'm like, if I can build this into them, I'm only one person. I can't keep running around putting out house fires. But if I can build this into them, I said that we become a community that we can do this the right way. Man, I listen. They was hating on me in there. I promise you, man. I, I My shift used to be so smooth. But mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like they wanted to get rid of me. My first day, man, I had I, I had 112 kids, four staff. Come Damn. on. That's illegal. It's illegal. Yeah. And Damn. I had no choice but to leave them in their room. But I played it. I did it so cold. Everybody doors open. I'm talking about 112 kids on trial for all type of stuff. Doors mm -hmm. open, popped open. But what else I'm going to do? I can't lock them in the room. That's illegal. That, you know what I'm saying? You can't mm -hmm. do that. They're mm -hmm. not on 24-hour like that. You got to let them be out. So I had to make a business call. And and that day, that's what, how I feel like I gained a lot of their respect. And yep. I'm like, I'm going to take care of y'all. Everybody chill. I hit the dollar store. Just grab some goodies. Just because I felt, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. You here? Shit, what's a, what's a, a nutty butter? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What's a yeah, cookie? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? No doubt. It, and that stuff means so much to them in there. Hell yeah. Shit, just shampoo. Like, I bought some brand name, 
lotion in her. They was like, hell yeah, thank you, bro. You know, just, mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't, I never really you treat them you, like human. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because the way they train you is so inhumane, yeah. you can't ever going to be able to make no connection with oh, them. Yeah. But when you go in there and see yourself in them, you mm, know, because yeah. we were once upon a time, them troubled youth. And, you know, a lot of that comes from their surroundings mm. and their, you know, growing up with, you know, lack of love, lack of respect. You know, kids want respect, too. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of parents or adults, they always want to put they put their foot on kids necks yeah. and, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And, you know, they grow up and they're like, man, that shit don't make no sense no, to I me. Don't. You know what I'm saying? Even when I was in the joint, like I knew, I knew young guys who who used to sell dope. They didn't have no respect for adults. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm like, like where y'all get that from? Yeah. Because I was raised always to respect, you know, my yeah. elders. You know what I mean? And they like, man, shit. I sell dope to my mom. I sell dope to my dad, my yeah. uncles. But like, like I'm like, well, damn. That's why you ain't got yeah, no respect why. for adults because the adults who are supposed to be teaching you are buying dope yeah. off of you. So of course you ain't gonna have no respect. They can't and they, say nothing. And they look at all adults like they are dope fiends and shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's an issue. That's a real problem. It is. But when they do come around a a strong, positive male figure who shows them genuine love and care and concern and nurturing and building, and they know that you got their best interests at heart and you pouring into them and investing in them, bro, they're going to embrace you. They're going to love you. Because even though they're young, man, they know the difference between real and fake, bro, Mm -hmm. for sure. That's for sure. And... That's how I learned how to play space. <laughs> to get look, get my ass kicked, and they mm-hmm. and they playing and they beating me because they didn't switch. They know what they doing. I don't know what's going on. They then a little dog told me, "Hey, bro, they gonna keep beating us until you." I'm like, "All right, bet." And I wasn't hip yet. They was getting me hit the stuff. So yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that, that was a a very vital part of me growing up too. Uh, I, what you just said really kind of hit me because my wife. My wife had to teach me that, how, you know, kids still, they still people. They still got feelings. Mm-hmm. They still matter. And I grew up like that. My mom was like, you do it as I say, not as you see. And mm-hmm. that's very conflicting. When it is. It's very conflicting. And, my, you know, my we got a blended family. My wife got a blended family. Mm-hmm. So the dynamic's totally different. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I get it. I respect what you're doing. But we got to work it a little bit differently. And I had to take a step back and was like, if I want the response out of them that I'm searching, then I got to calm down. I got to chill out. You you got to meet them where they at. Yeah, because they they confused. Some man came in, married day mama, what's going on? And I mm-hmm. had to step back like, how would I feel if I was 11, somebody came in, ain't say nothing to me, and like, Who's dog with my mama? Mm-hmm. And I had to really sit back and feel that. And I had to I talked to my son. I'm like, I get where you coming from for mm-hmm. real. And it like I'll bend your age. And now that I think about it, I probably would have felt some type of way not processing the stuff with my pops and somebody else coming in and doing everything that we think a man's supposed to be doing. And it's like, well, what happened? What what's what is the your role? My dad, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I had to sit back and take a back. I had to humble my wife humbled me for real. She was like, you know what I'm saying? My wife was big on, she like a uh, disciplinary, but she don't believe in like you got to be the kid senseless or disrespect them or put them down or mm-hmm. make them feel less. And I would, and when she put, she put that in perspective for me, I'm like, wow, maybe I can't. And we, our relationship, man, I love my kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I made them on my own, like yeah, with my wife, God. you know what I'm saying? Like 
they're my babies. You know what I'm saying? I told them anything happened. I'm going to bat for y'all, whatever. But I, it, that, when you said that, it kind of hit me because I, I could, I was on both sides of it. And see, that's what empathy does, bro. man. Empathy, when you put yourself in the other person's position, no matter if it's an adult or child or elder, no matter what, put yourself in a situation and look at it from, from their perspective. It'll change your world, man. bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll it'll teach you so much about life, about self, yeah. about morality, yes. about standards, about society. I mean, it just it goes on and on, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it brings out the best in you Man. because people just don't realize, you know, the intelligence and the results of being empathetic towards yeah. people, man. That shit could resolve so many problems if everybody knew how to exercise their mind and learn how to be empathetic, you know? Man, it's true. like, man, it's like, you know, we all going through the same shit. You we know are. what I mean? We all in some form or another, yeah. you know? And it made me realize that um, it's not always about you mm-hmm. and and being married we haven't been married a year yet but being married has really taught me it ain't about you it's, it's about you later but for the betterment of everything else i had to remove myself and put somebody else feelings in front and that's that was hard because it's always been me yeah, my way. Yeah, it's always I'm been. I'm the man of yeah, the house. Yeah, it's always been me. My word, I'm I'm the you know I'm yeah. the king of the house. Yeah, you know what I'm so saying? you know my wife was like you know we just got to get used to one person, you, but you got to get used to everybody and all their different personalities. I'm like, damn, and I all got the some kids have different needs. They yeah. all got different needs. They all need different attention. Different. They all need different nurturing. It's, you can't just can't do that. Or go across the board and get everybody the same because they all require something different. Some more, some less. You yeah, know? yeah, that, that's true, man. I and I love it because mm-hmm. um, my my little baby, my daughter, she man, you she swear she know me since I think she been here before. <laughs> Because she just everything I do, she she do. I say do fifteen push ups. She do fifteen push ups, even if she can't. She gone. It, it, but that's I think that's just type of pool we got with each other, mm-hmm. and, and it's different how I can get her to do something versus how I had to get my oldest to do something. And you know now we had a a, talk, a good talking point, and I I like it because I'm like man. I wish what I was doing with you, somebody was doing with me. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, and so I kind of be preaching to him like, I get it, bro. You be upset, but I'm like, nobody talk to me like this. How I'm talking to you right now. So I'm like, we 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 helping each other right now. And it's it's crazy what a man can do for a boy when you put your life, when you take yourself out the equation and just make it about them. And I ain't know that. Yeah, it that's it, dope. It was a it was like a, a blessing I wasn't looking for. So I'm like, man, it humbled me because I nor- like I normally come, hey, hey, what's going on, bro? Fix mm-hmm. all of this. And now my wife is like, that ain't that's not gonna work. I'm like, okay. You know, when I when I got out the joint, I uh I got a job ninety days later uh-huh. at uh, the Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation and they hired me, bro. I mean, I just did seventeen years. I had a Damn, murder. I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. had I had murder on me, you know what I'm okay. saying? And I come home and, you know, I went to utilize the tattoo removal program because, you know, I was closing one chapter of my life. I was opening a new one. You know what I'm saying? I wanted a fresh start and I ain't want the mark of the beast on me. You know what I'm saying? And, um, 
you know, I so they hired me part time for about thirty days as a youth mentor to work with the kids. You wow, know what that's I'm saying? Amazing. And uh and but I realized I had been gone for shit damn near two decades, bro. Mm. So, you know, when I came home initially I thought that the kids of today were like the kids of my time, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I and what when I did and I realized that the kids that I was working with were not like me. They did not have the same struggles and the background that I had went through. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I realized in order for me to be able to help these kids, I was going to have to be their student. I was going to have to be able to listen, pay attention, see what they going. It was not my turn to talk. It was not mm. my turn to teach. It was my time to learn. And as I learned about their needs and their feelings and their thoughts and their emotions and just everything that they had going on and their yeah. struggles, you know, we live in a community of undocumented people you know what i'm saying we've had you know mothers and fathers and families who have been separated through you know through deportation you know what i'm saying we got kids who have been left here with neighbors and some with you know uh grandparents you know and elderly grandparents and it's like you know they pretty much raising themselves but to think like your your identity your foundation your family has been ripped apart and taken from you so that was like a whole new thing that i had to learn how to be able to comfort them and advise mm. them and support them you know what i'm saying That's and deep. then and then you know even today with you know gender i fit uh you know gender uh what do you call it i uh, um, you know, just gender I, identity. Yeah, yeah, gender identity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I wasn't accustomed to that, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we wasn't going through all that. Nah, you know, yeah. before I went to prison, like, you know, yeah, they problems much. So when more I different. came home, like, I started learning about you know LGBTQ plus communities yeah. and how to you know deal with them and talk to them and yeah. and you know just. You know, being able to be as a, a service and be a positive mentor to them, mm. I had to learn how to listen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And 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 in order for me to be able to connect with them, yeah. and once they see that I genuinely cared about them, you know what I'm saying, and acknowledged them as humans and respected mm. them, I didn't come in like a, an authority figure, yeah. like you said. I came in as you know, I'm trying to heal and I'm trying to help you heal, yeah. so let's heal together. You that, know, there, there's bro, no judgment, crazy. there's no discrimination, there's no yeah. nothing here. You know what I mean? I ain't got time for that shit. I'm yeah. here so we can heal and we can move forward, you know? Man, we was, I, I you gonna think this crazy, bro. We was meant to have this conversation. You wanna know it's so crazy? So it's funny you brought up the LGBTQ plus community. Uh so that's when my mom and dad got divorced. My dad is gay. So okay. back in the day. That shit was like not heard of like that. No, they no, didn't, you know not what I'm saying? at all. They, they didn't play that. So I grew up hating gay people. I'm just being real with you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I just I didn't <clears throat> hate them because I just hate them. I, I didn't, first of all, I wasn't educated, mm-hmm. um, and then more of my more of it the hatred at that time was from just you know pops not being around. You know what I'm saying? You 14 with that information? Oh, you just like oh I, I hate all y'all because you mm-hmm. know I, I felt like it was they fought, but. Well, you know, getting becoming older and meeting people, end up meeting people in different communities, building bonds and relationship with them, like listening to their trials and their stories. Like I, I had referred it to a lot of people get mad, but I'm like, if you mad at them for being that way, how can you fight the fight for brown, black? Because they want the same stuff we yeah, want. Yeah, no doubt about it. That yeah. They want to be seen and heard and felt and understood just like we do. And I had to. I'm like, damn. I'm hating the wrong stuff. I need to yeah. put my energy into something else. Mm-hmm. So it took it took for me to really overcome my own issues to 
and then I was like, I'm not fucking homophobic. Mm-hmm. I got my own shit to deal mm-hmm. with. I, I got I got stuff that I haven't processed from being a kid. You know, and that's really all, man. Yeah. I got a I got a saying. I said it the other day on my show. Um, uh, I was saying like, y'all not homophobic, y'all broke, and and everybody in the room got quiet, and they was like, that's crazy. And I was like, people who do certain things, people of like sitting around making money or just you know building a certain type of community, you're not sitting around worried about what other people doing in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You you know as long as they okay with who they are, they securing who they are, that's not that ain't my concern. Mm-hmm. And that once I sat back it was like, shit, they they want to be felt how I want to be felt. We really got more in common than we think. Yeah, yeah. We really fight they the same hum- fight. Humans too. And, you know? and but the world had put that on me. And then my issues had helped put that on. Yep. So I was like, damn. So it took for me to become a man and realize, like, you don't really have no problem. Bro, you, just you did ditch. inventory. You did soul searching. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you had to put in a lot of internal work, bro, to, was, to reach that point and become that man, bro. Shit was hard. I, mm-hmm. um, like I said, man, 2019, I was homeless. Um, 2018, to 2019, I was homeless, man. Damn. Uh, that's rough, bro. Yeah, bro, but ain't shit stopped. I got two jobs. I showered at the gym. I ain't, mm-hmm. give, I ain't care. I didn't. You I ain't, was surviving, bro. I ain't tell nobody, but I felt like I needed that. You know what I'm saying? Like, God took me through something. He, um, I got married at a real young age, and the whole time he was like, boy, you shouldn't have. Nobody told you to get married, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working out. Uh, things ain't work. I end up, you know, taking the shitty end of the stick, um, but I ate it, though. I didn't. I ain't complain about it. I mm-hmm. ate that shit up, and I was like, man, I... I said, if I can get over this, I promise you I can do anything. I I wouldn't have been able to tell you four years ago that where I'm at with the stuff I'm doing now, mm-hmm. I couldn't even have seen it back then. Like, it's the things I'm doing. I don't even have a job right now. And that's a mm-hmm. blessing in itself to be able to go from working two jobs. I was working uh, eight, eight at night to eight in the morning and then working my other job for eight hours. I was working like 16, seven, almost 20 hours a day sometimes. Damn, bro. And to go from that... Mm-hmm. To, to where I'm at now, I'm like, do I be mad sometimes? The money don't come in like it's supposed to. Yeah, but I'm so I'm, I be like, man, you gotta just be so humble that it don't matter what's coming in. The fact that you don't have to put manual, you know, there's people out here busting a back, mm-hmm. and the fact that you, I was able to figure out how to do it and not have to break my back so hard. I was like, man, that's a blessing. And I was like, you gotta relax. But that's that anxiety from being homeless stuff. Cause I never yeah. want to go back to that shit, and I got babies now. So I, that was that was a chapter in your life, man. And and the thing about it is everything that you learned from it. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like it's you. You know we learn a lot at the bottom, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't know what you got until you ain't got it no more, bro. You know, and, and that's one of the things that prison taught me, bro. Yeah. They took my socks, my underwear, my dignity, and they teach you that everything after that is a privilege and it's to be earned. Man. You know what I'm saying? So now when I come home, you know, I, I'm grateful for everything because yeah. I know where I've been. And, and I, I, um, you know, I don't live with resentment because I know that there was purpose in the suffering, bro. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 uh and I'm able to break bread of knowledge with people to help them heal, to help them grow, you know what I'm saying, to break them stereotypes, them biasness, the prejudice, the racist, and all Ooh. the other boo same fight if we sat down and had more conversations. Mm-hmm. Really fighting the same fight. And it's funny you said that like I ain't go to prison, but I went to jail and that one night mm-hmm. that one night told me, I right, this shit ain't for me. 
the, immediately. Like, I ain't gonna hold you up, shit. They immediately <laughs> sit well with like, your spirit. They, I got arrested on. I got arrested on. That were I got arrested on Michigan Ave right in front of the church's chicken. Oh shit! Right there. On right there. I was, you know, it was 2016. I left the Nino. I came up at the casino, a couple thousand. I'm like, shit. I'm about to go get a little, uh, little package. And mm-hmm. I'm like, shit. I ain't know what I was doing. I called my man. So I was just trying to find some good crud so I could break down the cell. And I'm like, shit. Mm-hmm. I went to That's go a hot spot too. That I went. To, right I didn't know that though. Slapping. I went. I went to go. I went to go get the shit and I put it in my car. I never made it up. I never made it up Michigan. Like they was all over me. Like they just been waiting for people to go in there. And mm-hmm. it was so crazy. Everybody at that bitch catching plays. Dog, it was so crazy. They arrested me so quick. I ain't even have a chance to like to think. <laughs> bro, like seriously, like bro, before I could put my you know, this I had the turnkey. I before I could do that, they was already handcuffing. I was like, what the fuck happened? No, I never even got to say nothing. Come on my mouth yet. They used to throw me in a car, put me in a cell. But the crazy part is they put me in a cell and they tell other people, yeah, y'all about to go in there with a big dog. I'm like, shit, I'm trying to go home. <laughs> shit, I don't want to be here. Shit, I'm, yeah. you know, they like, you got somebody to come get you. I'm like, shit, I'm calling anybody I know. Mm-hmm. And um, I end up having to stay the night in there. I ain't like, I ain't like that shit. I ain't like the feeling. That that shit was weird. And I'm just like, I don't, I can't feel like this. And my daughter was young. She was, uh, she was only three. I'm like, what if I got in real trouble? Luckily, that was my first time getting in trouble. They really gave me a break. Damn. They sent me to community court. She said, you're not going to see no real judge. I said, why? said, you never, you don't have no, nothing. She said, I never had been, got in trouble. She was like, we're going to see the community court. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I went in this little <laughs> I room. Heard of that shit Bro, I went in this little room at 36 court. I left the room with the big judge and went to a little room. And she was like, listen, you got to go. They made me work at Clark Park. Mm-hmm. They, they made me clean that shit up for a month. They made me work uh, on Fort Street. Yeah, do community service. Yeah, they made me work. Uh, what's the place they sell the old clothes? People, you know. Uh, 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 the thr- uh, Yeah, that yeah, thrift store over there, yeah, that big one. On, yeah, they had me in there. Fort Street. Bro, I was working there like two, three months straight. Four, five hours though. Like, I'm like. Yeah, like but, a and they would job. never, Yeah, and they would never let me work eight hours in a day. I was trying to knock it out. They was like, no, you can only do five hours. I'm like, and I had to come in there every day. To to get to get it on, and they man, I had I ended up paying like two grand, and you had to pay two. Damn, yeah, bro. They, I said for some treat. Yeah, God. I said I don't want to do this yeah, shit no more. I said I'm no. straight. I said I'm straight. They took my car and everything. Damn. I had to pay to get my car at the Empire. I said, oh no. I said you gotta. I said damn. Every time you go to jail, you gotta do this shit. They was like, yeah. I said oh, no, I'm straight, baby. I don't want to. All that little money you got at the Nino boy, they took all that oh, and some. All the money was it got me out. <laughs> Damn. I said I don't want to. Do, I said I don't think the streets for me, bro. I think I'm good at math <laughs> or something, bro. Yeah, hell no. I was like, I don't think the streets for me, man. I need to uh, figure out what hell I'm good no. at. That was light. You hear me? That, that shit was, was light. light, bro. But I'm glad though that you got to see the light. Yeah, you know I did. I saying? saw that shit real quick because I didn't want to see that light. They kept turning off right now. I'm like, I'm straight on this shit. I gotta go to. Uh, but uh, but it, it helped me though. It molded me. Um, man, it was so powerful. Just that one night. I ain't like I was just sitting there looking around like damn bro mm-hmm. like it was dudes in there telling me their story. Then I'm like shit, this is my fifth six. I'm like oh this shit can't be for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I want the money and shit? Yeah, but at what cost though? Yeah, it ain't worth it. You bro. know what I'm saying? And I'm like damn, I don't even fucking really know nobody that's gonna be buying this shit anyway. So I'm like, what the fuck? Let me <laughs> let me find out. Let me yeah, figure find something another else way. Out. Yeah, bro, you know find what I'm saying? Another so way. that's what I did. I found another way, man. That's how I got to the um, vending machines. 
Shit, that's what I do now, man. Man, that's what I'm talking about. I sell Let's snacks, talk about baby. That, man. I sell and snacks. I love snacks, boy. I'm over here built like a bag hey, I was of snacks. Over there, me. I was over there checking your collection. I'm like, damn, he got everything I got over at BY yeah. Spot, man. That's uh but yeah, man, um, I got in the vending machines wholeheartedly full time last year. Um okay. it's always been on my I've I it's always been on my heart though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let my wife tell it. I got a new idea every day. I do. I have a new I see like I don't know what you're gonna do. It, <laughs> but if I woke up and I said, Babe, God told me to build an art, she gonna be at Home Depot with me getting Hell getting wood. Yeah. And that's what I respect about her. But um That's dope, bro. You know, so that I got the same kind of wife, dog. Yeah, she support but, me. Whether she like it or not, man. she believe in me, she love me, she support me, and she always got my motherfucking back. Bro. It's something you can't ever pay for. That's solid. No, money came back. Money, man, shit, money man. came by it, bro. And uh yeah, so I've been in the vending machine game for it'll be a year. It'll be a year in May. I've okay. been in the game. Um, uh, I got seven machines out, and for and that's a lot for my first year. Um, that's dope, bro. So um, it's you know, crazy, yeah. Because when I was in prison, we used to. I hate that I always got to refer to prison, but shit. I yeah, what else? My you, life yeah, in a bitch. That's where you, was I, at. you know what I'm saying. I grew the fuck up in there. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot in there. But guys used to be talking about. You know the uh, uh, the machine, but the vending yeah. machine business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There was another guy that was like, "Yeah, I think I want to do that when I get uh-huh. out." I'm like, "I never, not one time in life, ever heard anybody say I want to start a vending machine company." You yeah. know what I'm saying? My wife thought like, I was crazy. They make too. money. They make money. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, bro!" So to hear somebody who's actually doing man, it, man. you know what I'm saying, and making a living, you know what yeah, I'm it, saying? That's, that's good, dope. man. Um, I ain't gonna hold you up. That shit was scary though when I first did it mm-hmm. because I ain't know nothing. I didn't have nobody to call. It's not like people be standing next to their vending machines all day, like, hey, you want some help? So, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, unfortunately, I ain't get on YouTube like everybody else did. I just really was like, I gotta figure this out. And I just shit start calling people I know. Like, hey, y'all got a vending machine? Y'all got a, you want a vending machine? Mm-hmm. And uh, even B, I'm like, uh, man, you know what, bro? You ain't got no machine in here. He was like, no, I don't. And I'm like, all the barbershops got vending machines. And we we had talked about it for a, a little while because he, you know, just wanted to make sure he had the space for it. Yeah. Trying to, you know, because barbershop, beautiful. Nah, I'm like, he yeah, was like, no, sure. I just want to get it together. I'm like, all right, let me know when you're ready. And man, he hit me up uh, right after, uh, right before my wedding was like, you could put a vending machine in here. I'm like, bet. And um, right after I got back from honeymoon, I I hooked it up in there. So yeah, it'll be a year. I had been at his spot coming up soon too. So. Damn, that's dope, bro. Yeah, it, um, man, I jumped in ten feet deep. Uh, but the guy that helped me though, a uh, foreign guy, man. Um, I think it was Polish. He just like take them, take them all. My wife was like, he about to. When I tell you, it's like, bro, it's like somebody giving you bricks for free. That's what it was like, bro. In yeah. comparison, like he was, bro. He gave me all this stuff for like the low, and people's like, "Where are you getting all this stuff from?" Mm-hmm. I'm not can't tell you, but do you yeah. want to purchase it? And you know, even right now, like I'm, I sell vending machines. Oh, for real? Yeah, I Damn, sell vending. I sell them. I stock them. Um, man, I just uh, helped. Uh, man. It's some school out in Southfield, Bradford Academy. Shout out to Bradford Academy. Actually got them hooked up with a vending machine. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they dope. got their first pop vending machine in there. Um, 
you know, it's hard with the high schools and snacks with everything. Now they want to make sure we putting good stuff in the kids. Okay. So, um, you know, they got a water and pop machine, which is cool. So that's that was my first high school install. Um, I'm coming for you, Rouge. I, I heard the rumors about what's the issue, but we gonna come up with a good solution for y'all. So uh, they, that's you know, I, of course I'm like I gotta go home and put one in there. Yeah. But, um, they had a couple of issues, but we gonna. What sells the most? Snacks, pops, candies, Damn, all of bro, it? it. It. How do you you know what separates your vending machines from everybody else? Is it just business as usual, or uh, do you got like exotic snacks, or like man, you know, I, I go is it just. Like what? What keeps you successful? I'm assuming location has a man. Part so of location, lo- location is big, man. Foot traffic. You know, you you want to be in somewhere busy. You don't want to put it at some doctors. If you put it at a doctor's office and everybody up is going to the doctors and and you, all his patients are 65 and up, they're not gonna eat a bag of chips mm-hmm. or a pop tart. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt about it. So I, you know, I get I got creative, man. Um, I find snacks that people like, not what I want. Cause that I made that mm-hmm. mistake the first time. Went and spent five hundred dollars on a bunch of shit that didn't sell, <laughs> and and now I'm like begging my kids to eat shit that we told them not to eat, and I'm like, <laughs> please eat this up because it's gonna go to waste. But mm-hmm. um, man, like location is on location is everything. Um, building that rapport with wherever you have your machine at, um, you know, showing your face. I like to show my face where my machines at because I want people to know it's mine. Even if you don't support, take a picture, something like social media is big. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it profitable? Yeah. Is it? Yes, man. It's good. Wow. It's, it's good. Pat. You know, because people think of coins like, yeah. you know, ah, oh, that's coins. You can't be making too much money, but shit, you know, let, if you're in a good let me location. Run a play by you. Let me run a play by you. All right. A 50 bag, a, a box of chips, 50 bag, right? Is $18. Okay. okay. You charge $1.25 per bag. All oh right. yeah, you winning all day long. Yeah, and you gotta remember, some of these vending machines hold up to eight hundred items. You charging two dollars for everything in a vending machine, bro. That's that could be sixteen hundred dollars for a month, or that could be eight hundred dollars every two weeks, or it could be two hundred. However, you know you sell stuff, but it, it's all about how you look at your how you look at it, how you market it too. Let me ask you this: so these machines require energy, so they yeah. got to be plugged in. Uh-huh. Do they? Juice a lot of energy. Does it take a lot of uh, power to run them? Or they won't even see the where they plugged up at. They don't even see a hike in a energy bill. Okay. They All they right. very you know I change I put the um, LED bulbs in my machines. Very okay. low light. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I I pitch it. I'm providing a service for you, your mm. employee, and convenience. Now your clients can come in. They don't have to. You know they got kids. They kid you trying to get a haircut. Mm. They crying. I got them. I got them fifty cent gushers mm-hmm. in there. You, you gonna go get them real and, quick? And do they take cards or cash or both? So, or uh, so I got machines that take card. I got cat, uh, each. Um, I'm I'm a cash guy, cash mm-hmm. type of guy. Uh, I want all my money. Yeah. And them credit card Ooh. machines. Yeah. They, you know they they charge. You. Yeah, they charge. And yeah. And so I had forced people to start using cash again. Okay. And my wife was like, "Ah, oh, you probably should do the thing." And my machine. My machines be dead empty when I pull up. So, okay, yeah. So, you know. Um, That's dope, bro. So, it was like. Dope. So, so how much profit does, absurd, you know, like a person of business, you know, you put their machines in there. How much of a cut do they get out of it? Uh, and man. I'm not just asking no, no, for no. myself, yeah. but for viewers, people who yeah. may be interested. So, you know? I, I'm going to tell everybody this. I, get, I give them some free game. 
Never, ever, ever. If you're in a vending machine game, you never offer any money to store your to put your vending machine there. If you if you are, call me, talk to me. I will help you write up a good contract. But that's not what we're doing here because we're providing a service for our clients. Okay. So you are a business owner. You don't have time to be going to Sam's Club and stocking up that machine. Mm -hmm. You you got stuff to do. You running a business. Where I come in at? Hey, what's going on? I clean the machine up. I make sure it's stocked up. You know, I keep that report with that business owner who owns the building in case any refunds need to be handed out or anything. Okay. And that's why I'm keen on cash, because when they swipe that card, it could get lost in the system. I got to look and I got to refund you through a card. You you pull up like, hey, bro, they give me oh, your here, here chips right here. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, about so but I, um, you know, shit be getting stuck. Yeah. You know, so but I, I tell people don't ever, ever offer money. Um, because you're providing service, you know, you still got to spend money to make money. But um, if you got to spend some money to make some money, hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Has anybody ever paid you to put their machines in there? Man, I've had people call me for it. So I'm working on a, I'll let everybody, I'm working on a project right now. Okay. Um, somebody hit me up about getting a medicinal machine. And um, that's dope. So we in the process of just figuring out how to make it work so that it's legal the okay. problem is anybody can walk up to a vending machine yeah so now we're at a point where how do we get this vending machine to read your id how do we get it to make sure you're of age and how do you uh, process it through the machine you do everything legit and i kind of i ain't gonna say i got a plug but my brother is a alderman out in pontiac so he hit he let me know like y'all can't do this you can't do this you can't do that okay. and the machine not for me but somebody you know they hit me up they want to invest the money in it. i'm like mm -hmm. cool yeah let's do it you know and Be part of that process yeah and yeah. i and i'm like if i can get this to them imagine how the word could spread with that and now we banging doing other stuff but i mean i just did my first laundry machine and people like a laundry, Damn. a laundry vending machine is a is a vending is a real vending machine, and it, we got all type of laundry stuff in it. But it's cool because it's not that everyday vending machine you see. Okay. It's a two by two. Um, I got pops on one side, and then the same machine, man. You get your Tide Pods, man. You get Damn, your for real. Yeah, in the same machine, you need a uh, you get a Fago, man. Grab you a Fago, grab you some Better Maze, and get your Tide Pods. Same machine. That's sweet as hell, yeah, bro. And, um, and that's what that's, that's you know I had to like get yeah I had to get creative, creative bro I had to for sure because um, <clears throat> that machine wasn't making me no money at first and mm -hmm. my it's crazy as a time my wife was like babe I don't think none of this shit is gonna sell <laughs> and I'm like no nah, babe you a hater this it and then I went back to that damn machine the same donuts we put in that machine in August was there in December I'm like hell no <laughs> she was like I told you I'm like yeah you you was right about that so um. You know, every day a work in progress with it too. Yeah, and so. no doubt it's it's a learning experience. Man, man. It, it's, it's beautiful. And business fluctuates like that. Yeah, but, it do, man. But as long as you stay progressive and you stay creative, like you always gonna be able to make a way, bro. For Definitely, sure, man. Definitely. Yeah, that's and, dope. And it's something I can leave my kids, man. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. Is uh my goal for the end of the year, man, I wanna have at least twenty five, thirty machines running. Woo. And I wanna just I just wanna be able to Bro, just be there. Take my kids to soccer, football. All that. That's dope. You create a life that you want to live, man. man. You know what I'm saying? That's dope, bro. But let me ask you, like, the responsibilities, like, when they break down and things like, is it 
hard? Is it a quick fix? <laughs> that shit's Does expensive. it cost a lot of money? That's what I'm saying. So, so it it do it get costly because I know it need maintenance. And, yeah, it need it need maintenance. But see, man, uh, the beauty of when you have multiple machines is learning what parts you need and what parts you don't need. And okay. fit, you know, so just like uh, anything, I troubleshooted. I didn't want to call nobody because the vending machine companies, oh, they, oh, it's three fifty just to come out, not to fix nothing, just, just to, to come out, to come out and tell you it's wrong. That's three fifty. Now, if you want it fixed, now we up there. Okay, so a condenser, a new condenser for a pop, a beverage machine, that's what keep the pop code is a thousand dollars. That's just the <laughs> part. Wow, that's boy. just the part. That has nothing to do with installation oh, or, or, or the Freon line that need to run it. Boy, oh boy, you see what I'm saying? killing you. Yeah, but luckily for me, my uncle, my oh, uncle, is, okay. you get what I'm saying? So my uncle, like, I helped him get his vending machine. So it's, it's really like whatever you need help with, I'll help you. Scratch mm-hmm. my back. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, he, and, you know, shout out to my uncle when he just got jumped into the seat. Like, call me nephew, man. I've been seeing you doing this vending machine thing. Help me out. And, you know, we... I went and showed, he called me, is this a good machine? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and I only know good machines from trial and error. That, that's what it. about transporting? Is it like a lot of physical labor? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Man, they, so they heavy. Um, I know they is. It's smart ways to move it. Of course, my first way, I had a regular ass dolly. Didn't know no better. Yeah. Man, <laughs> tore my damn back up, man. <laughs> uh, BY tell you, I'll move, man, that machine is about 500 pounds and I'm willing it. On a regular dolly. Didn't know. Um, but I had a move in the winter and I just didn't want to commit to it. So I hired a company and I saw how they did it. So all I did was pull my notebook out. I took a video, everything they did, and I just applied it to myself. I Damn. went and bought. Listen, I just like everything they got, I'm going to just go find it used. Because I'm moving stuff. It don't need to look pretty. It just mm-hmm. need to get in there yeah, pretty. Just, yeah, no you know doubt. what I'm saying? So um, That's smart, bro. It's definitely hard if you uh, move it, but uh, I'm be honest. With you, I don't have no moving equipment. Um, I don't have any trailers or nothing. I use a company. I, what I did was I built a solid relationship with them. Okay. Find your vending machine company in your area. Build build a real relationship with them, and they gonna look out for you because they want your business. They want you to come there and buy their snacks. Yeah. They don't want you to outsource and go to BJ's and Sam's Club and Con- yeah, yeah. they want you to build that network with them. See when you build and what I did was I was like thinking, how can I get my stuff cheaper? I found this dude at the gas station that owned it, and I'm like, hey bro, can I ask you something? He's like, What? How do y'all afford to buy all of this shit to sell it? Mm-hmm. He was like, I got an account with a with a snack distributor. Okay. This is what you need to do. And I'm like, damn, okay. And he really gave me free game that day. He gave me that card, their number, everything. Like, okay. And I just thought that was he didn't have to share that information with me at all. You feel me? So it's um it, it was like a blessing in disguise. Just even now, like everything is still a blessing man, doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, so dope, man. For it's sure. yeah, but I, I got a venom I, I use a company to deliver all my machines. I moved um my first time doing it though, I moved it myself. I rented I was about to ask you, do you have help or do you do this shit by yourself? No, I had help. Uh okay. I just I, you know, asked one of my guys, you know, like, man, you busy. I feed you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Throw you a little change. Break bread with you. know what I'm saying? You, you wanna come with me? You know, I'm I'm just trying to make some money, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to cut my costs too. And you know, a lot of dudes come through because um I do this too. You help me, man. I I give I do uh vending machine classes. 
So oh, okay. I give you a free class. And they like, well, shit, that's worth more than you paying me. So, yeah, no doubt about it, because you're giving them game. Yeah, so and I got like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's so many ways to make money off mm-hmm. of it than just the snacks. Yeah, no doubt. That's dope, man. So listen, before we wrap it up, I want you to talk a little bit about that your uh, radio station that you've been talking about, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm over at Hot 93.97, the network. Um, my show is called We Outside. We're okay. on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Um, so that is essentially, it started off, it's crazy how it started off. It started off being me, my wife, uh, and her nieces and nephews. Okay. They they wild, they crazy, good people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good people. Um Everybody, I think everybody had different visions. Mm-hmm. So everybody went a different, everybody separated. I think it was uh, after our wedding was so hype, we wanted to all do it. But it didn't go that way. So uh, this is our second season now. And okay. um, uh, we outside. And um, I'm, I kind of do with the platform that you do. I pull in guests, um, you know, uh, but we do a little bit different. We have a, maybe it might be a raunchy topic or a social topic that's going on. Okay. And we try to pull in people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities. Okay. And, you know, so people can share. Because uh, I, I, I tell a lot of people, a lot of the shit that we all talking about, we saying the same thing. We just communicating in a different way, a different yeah. verbiage. Yeah, no doubt about it. So the platform. Different uh, vocabulary. Yeah. So the platform just allows people to come on and be able to speak, be genuine in self. Um, you know, I, I got a great cast. We got a Tuesday cast and a Thursday cast. So okay. you never really. Um, Tuesday's cast is pretty solid. Thursday cast is always up in the air. And we, I do that because I'm able to give my viewers um, different identities from different people that bring different, okay. you know, they bring, they just bring different stuff. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, we have silly shows. I mean, we have nights we get super serious. Um, we actually just did our first men's round table. And um, I kind of want to host that every once a month because it was deep. Like, it was real. Like, yeah. I had an older gentleman, uh, a younger gentleman, a middle-aged gentleman. And we all talked about our lives from different perspectives. Damn, that's dope. And, man, it was so cool. That's sweet. Yeah. That's a generational conversation right yeah, there, and, bro. And it needed to be had. Yeah. Because I ain't. Man, so is it like deep. podcast form? Do you guys play music? I mean, like. What? Yeah, we play music. Uh, music on right now, too. So, yeah, we play music. Um, there's other shows on the network as well. So, okay. uh, we, you know, we do a lot of music. Uh we doing a gas car giveaway right now. Um, Shit, I need a gas car. Yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'm a po- <laughs> yeah, I'll post it up again. We doing a gas. Yeah. We doing a gas car get like you know we do we do okay. getaway giveaways. No, that's um, dope, man. That's good, bro. So you know, just trying to be more involved with the community, mm-hmm. um, and I'm noticing that's where it's at. When you put the community first, the rest of that stuff will come. You know, I think a lot of people jump into this and they looking for they looking at YouTube and all the other people's and they looking at that money that's being generated. But they don't know how much work and marketing and going out and talking to businesses, getting mm-hmm. sponsorships, sending out emails, no getting doubt, rejected, bro. getting rejected. Bro, I've been doing this shit for three years. You see what brother. I'm saying? You know You've been I'm doing saying? this for three years, three years, maybe even longer than yeah. that, bro. But, you know, um, I'm purpose driven, as always, you know, and yeah. it's doing what it's supposed to do. You know, but eventually, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hoping somebody cut a check. You hey, know what I'm saying? They, they, it's already written you somewhere. <laughs> God, listen, it's already yeah, written. God, yeah. just, you just, just, it's just not I, in your pocket. Yep. Just got to keep on putting in the work, bro. And I believe in that, though. Like, I believe in thinking about things that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. They just, no they doubt. just ain't been given to you yet. 
and I believe in that. But um, I, I man, I love the platform that you got, man. I thank was, you, brother. I, I was, hey, for it, real, man. I was showing my wife, I and um, it, man, thank you. I'm like, um, cause he, cause by was like, you know, Eladio, you know, Eladio, and I'm like, only Eladio I know is my cousin from Southwest, and he was like, you got a cousin named Eladio. Is he Mexican? I'm like, yeah, he is. He was like, let me. I'm like, no, not him though. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. He was like, yeah, talk to my guy. He's a good guy. I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, uh, so I looked up the show and stuff first. I'm like, damn, man, it's dope. I was, you know, I show my team. I'm like, look at it. what the fuck he's doing. Do y'all see this shit? I'm like, we need to get good like that. And uh, did you I, know I was from Rouge? Uh, yeah, just you know, oh, looking okay. at the, you know, I saw the yeah, the, you've seen the, the Panther. Yeah, I'm like, okay, he at the school. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. all right, so he deep in the community. I'm like, all right, you know, so because yeah, no a lot of people it. don't know about if you're not from Down River, you don't really know yeah. too much about Down River. Yeah, so it was, I, it was dope to see somebody from Down River being able, you know, what I man, you got a big story to be able yeah. to have a platform and talk and still be in the community. I saw you at uh, the schools at Sabbath and all of that. So yeah, I'm like, that's yeah, dope, no man. Doubt, so bro. it was like I was I was looking at your pictures going down memory lane. Like, damn, that's crazy. Like I, I was there before. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's just sweet, cool to man. see that you still in that in the community with the school. I, that's, Ain't no doubt about it, man. I wouldn't be nowhere else. That's dope, bro. But listen, man, let the people know where they can find you, how they can get with you. Okay, uh, you can find me, my inspiration X on all platforms, uh, Facebook, Elante Mills, and then we outside the show on every platform. So uh, No doubt about yeah. it, man. Show some love. Show some support. Get with him. Success story. Love it. You know, another great story to help you build. And, uh, you know, much love to everybody, man. I appreciate y'all. Shout out to my brother Zoe, man. L.A. Landscaping. Hit him up. He'll take care of you. Uh, Google L.A. Landscaping. Um, and shout out to everybody, man, that been showing love. You guys be safe out there. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.